0: Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Country Music Made Me. Thank you so much for joining us once again. If you haven't already, please be sure to check out our website, countrymusicmademe.com. There you can listen to all of our episodes, and you can also sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content straight to your inbox. All you have to do is visit countrymusicmademe.com and hit that subscribe button. Now, on today's episode, we are excited to welcome Danielle Bradbury. Now, she won the voice back in 2013 as a 16 year old, and things escalated quickly from there. She released her debut album and went on tour with Brad Paisley, Thomas Rhett, and Miranda Lambert, all within the first couple of years. Since that time, she has been building a successful career in country music, including the release of her latest single, Break My Heart Again. So please enjoy our conversation with Danielle Bradbury. I know your mom is a big inspiration and you post a lot on social media about her strength and the awesome yeah. woman that she is. So tell me about her and how she has influenced this journey for you.
1: Um, yeah, I, she has definitely been a huge um, supporter. She's been my rock through everything. She's sacrificed a lot too, just in the beginning of me being on The Voice and I have two younger brothers. Um, I have an older sister, but she she's married. She has her kids. And so my two younger brothers at the time when I was 16, they were obviously way younger. They're uh, once 18 and once 10 now. So can you imagine babies back then? Um, So my mom had to leave home and and stop. She stopped her work. She quit her work not knowing how far I'm going to go. I mean, sacrifice so much being away from her little boys that long. And, and we were, I mean, she went with me and we were gone for a few months at a time. Right. And, um, she, if she was here, she always tells the story of, I mean, I heard her singing up in her room and I just felt like helpless. I needed to do something. And she printed out the certificate for the voice and the nearest audition from Houston, Texas was Dallas. And so we drove four hours. And uh, uh, when she presented that to me, she was like, we're going to go try out. (laughs) So did you
0: know on that drive going to Dallas that you were trying out? Or was it when you got there that she said, okay, you're trying out?
1: <laughs> no, she prepared me. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. And, you know, before she, when she did, I was like, I was kind of shocked. I, I didn't immediately jump for joy. Like, to be completely honest, I was like, wait, <laughs> <laughs> and I was so young. I was, I was, I think I was literally about to turn 16. So I was 15 and um, I was such a shy girl growing up, like through school. Um, I'm naturally, I mean, as a kid, I was super silly super outgoing. And just through school, I feel like a lot of kids, a lot of people can relate to this. Sometimes school can put you in a little, it's a weird thing growing up, like in middle school and high school, you're trying to figure out yourself. There's, there's mean kids and, and there's just, there's a lot going on through those years. So it just kind of put me in this I got super shy. I developed just this shyness about me. And then singing on top of that, I was like, I don't want to sing in front of anyone. I'm scared. (laughs) And the only way I would sing is if people's backs were turned to me, or if I was somewhere where I couldn't see them, it was, it was, it's, it's funny to think back now because of what I do now. And so, um, yeah, so my mom, we drove there and I was like, Okay. Kind of terrified.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I imagine.
1: Yeah. So, um, cause I had never really done, you know, anything to, to pursue the, the singing thing. I always sang in my room and that, that was it. And she just felt like she needed to take that leap. Cause I hadn't been in choir. I hadn't been in theater and nothing to really like, just do it on the daily. And so, once she did where we did the four hour drive and um, it was what they call the cattle call. Like there are so many people there and we had to wait hours and hours throughout the day. And, um, and then I got, I got the red ticket and I just, we just kept going and then eventually got the call to go to LA and, and back to my mom, she, you know, that's when she just had to sacrifice a lot. She had no idea how far I, I was going to go. And, you know, we're a family of a lot of faith. And she just kept saying that she's like, I have a lot of faith in this. Like, I know, you know, this is going to lead you to something great. And she's just always, that's how she talks and that's how she is. And she is such a tough, she's a tough woman. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, she does, she's feisty and she carries that in the way she, you know, acts towards us, like as our kids. And she's like, you know, she teaches us to be strong and, and teaches us to, you know, have a strong voice. And, and so I've been super thankful for that. And, and, you know, going through a process like that with your mom, every kid, I don't care who you are, you buttheads eventually, right. eventually, I mean, it's going to happen. And we lived in the hotel room together for that long. Oh, wow. So, we, we, you know, had our ups and downs and, and, you know, I wouldn't, I couldn't have done it without her really. Um, and, and I, there were other people on, on the show that were there by themselves cause they weren't a minor. And I'm like, I remember, I'm like, how are they, how are they doing this? I have my mom, like I have somebody to help me guide through and, and help with my nerves and everything. And it was just such a crazy experience to you know, do with your mom. Um, right. and I know not a lot of people get to do that. Um, and I'm very blessed and thankful to have that moment that I will cherish for the rest of my life. And it changed the rest of my life. And, and I remember we did, there was a homecoming that the voice did like the top three and each of us got to go back to our hometowns. And that was the first time after months of recording and everything live shows that, um, my mom got to see my brothers again, and I oh, was wow. such a over what she was crying. And oh, there's pictures that I I should probably like post again to to show like my little brother is like in her arms, and she's just sobbing. And I'm like, that is such a crazy time.
0: <laughs> wow, and that was obviously life changing. But I want to talk about I think another life changing moment at 13. When your dad gave you a karaoke machine, yeah. where were you at emotionally, personally? Like you talked about school bringing you down, creating this shy kid. So before you got that karaoke machine, where were you personally and emotionally within your life?
1: Yeah, I was, you know, the top of my head, I was just that preteen, just younger girl that was just awkward. <laughs> I was trying to figure out life. I mean, you, I mean, that is said your baby. So it's like, you know, you're going through school and then middle school hits. And for me, and I love to tell this story because I know a lot of people struggle and kids struggle in school now. Um, my, my brothers deal with it actually. And um, I just, you know, I, in middle, as soon as middle school started, I was, you know, awkward. I, didn't look the best. And I was a late bloomer. And I was just, I mean, I i was friends with everyone. I, I wanted to be, you know, I wasn't put in a little box, but I was also shy. And um, I wasn't popular at all. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't good in like school, like my grades weren't that great. So oh, okay, for everybody out there listening, like, I was not a pro at school <laughs> at all. Um, so, and I and I struggled a little bit. I had really crooked teeth. I got bullied for that, and um, just you know, boys at that age too are not that nice, and they like to pick on you. And there's just a lot of things that I dealt with. And singing was, I felt I was like I'm I'm good at this. So I it's my escape, and it's kind of my therapy to go home and and, you know, put on my favorite song and sing at the top of my lungs. And I was, I've always, no matter what age have been the type to challenge myself with songs. Like I will pick, I was picking like Kelly Clarkson, Mariah Carey songs at that age. And I'm like, let's see if I can hit this note. (laughs) Um, But yeah, my, when my dad got that for me, I mean, the rest is history. I was I was, I mean, I was singing even more at the top of my lungs, acting like I was in a big arena and just having this huge imagination with it. And um, even way before that, my dad would uh, sneak in a tape recorder in my room because I would sing along to, to whatever I had like oh, a okay. CD or something. And uh, he wouldn't ever let me record him. So he snuck a little recorder. in when I was like, really little. And so it's just been, it's a cool thing to like think back on and, and just how it's all revolved around that Um, at the end of the day. So.
0: And are those tapes still around?
1: They are. And I've recently asked him, I'm like, I want to hear those because I was really little, but I'm, I'm going to search for them and I'm going to post them because it's, it's gold. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. And I believe another m- musical influence growing up was your grandma yeah and she yeah. would sing latin music i believe mm-hmm. around yeah. the house and so talk about her influence in this journey and how she helped create music within you and just help create the person that you are today
1: for sure um you know there's music in my family you know my my dad he always grew up singing and playing the guitar his mom, that grandmother, always sang, played the piano. And then the grandma you're talking about is my mom's mom. And she was more, they're the more Latin um, r and Just, it's funny because they're like that. And then my dad, that's where I got the country love from. Right. And, um, so, yeah, she, she definitely, she always played Spanish music. And she always talked to my sister and I, you know, before my brother's in Spanish. And she'd always, before we'd leave the house, make us name like a chair, couch, the light, everything in Spanish. (laughs) And then she'd give us like a cookie or candy or something. And every time we come home, we'd sing this little uh, song that I I can't really remember. She's no longer with us. So it's like, as soon as that stopped and, and my mom says the same thing, she's like, I just it never continued. So I forgot how to say everything. Right. so That's kind of how it happened with me. And and I know how to pronounce it. I know how to speak it. But I couldn't, you know, form a sentence right now if I could, which, you know, but um, my my grandmother, she was a huge inspiration and she it's a funny story and I won't make it too, too long. But um, she actually her favorite artist, a country artist was Brad Paisley. Oh, Okay. And, um, she always listened to when I get where I'm going by him and Dolly Parton and, uh, her husband had passed a while back. And so it always reminded her, she always calls him her honey. And, uh, it's, she always played that one song from him and that's it. No other Brad Paisley song, just that one song. And uh, again, she's always playing music, whether it's Spanish or whatever. And I remember right when I won the voice, did a few, you know, traveling and everything. And I landed my first tour and it was Brad Paisley. And she had passed kind of in the middle of all that. Oh, okay. And so right when I landed a tour, my first tour ever was Brad Paisley. And I was like, I hear you up there. (laughs) And um, then in the middle of tour and you know, I would go out and my mom was with me kind of that whole experience as well. And I would go out and, and watch his show every single night. And some nights where he kind of did the same spiel and uh, he went out to the B stage um, to get closer to the back of the crowd. And I, I remember what he played every night. And then all of a sudden, random night and he never did it again. He starts playing when I get where I'm going and he and he just starts singing it. No explanation. And then the rest of the tour, he never sang it again. And I'm like, wow. And my mom's like sobbing and and it's a crazy. Yeah. So she definitely has been such an inspiration. And then she keeps being an inspiration, even not not being here. So it's pretty special
0: and not to dwell on family too much, but one more family member, your yeah. niece, she has yeah. started to sing your music. She has started to become a really big fan. I think she's what six or seven now. And so yeah. what does that mean to have that energy in your life and to see her loving your music so much?
1: Oh my gosh. It's, you know, and I don't have kids. I mean, I, and so having a niece and my sister just had another girl. Oh, um, wow. so I'm just like, Oh, it's, it's it's amazing. And she is six and uh, she is, she's a smart little thing and and sassy too. And she, I mean, any song, she has the whole frozen album. I'm (laughs) on repeat knows every melody, every word. I mean, and it shocks me at this age. She can, she knows the difference between like the notes and the melodies. And I'm like, girl, you might be on to something. <laughs> and then my sister plays all my music for her. And she, re- she started to request it. And actually before my, my new single break my heart again came out, yep. they, you know, I sent it to my family first and, and she, uh, she started playing it and that became, Ella's favorite song of all time. And she, as hard as that song is and as deep as that song is, I mean, and I posted a video not too long ago on my Instagram of her in the backseat, just, I mean, her hands will go like this and she goes like this. And I'm like, you are a little performer, you little thing. <laughs> um, and she knows every word and it's just, I love it. And then when we're in the car and, and together and I'm at home, I'll I'll start singing a little bit or I'll start singing break my heart again. Cause she'll she'll like request it shyly and and she'll <laughs> start singing because she knows that you know I'm in the car. Right. And right. I will start singing and she just she looks at me, she like side eyes me and she just can't she can't believe it. And I'm like that is so, it's so kind of emotional for me that she, she gets emotional singing, seeing me sing at that age. And I'm like, this is just crazy to me.
0: <laughs> and so you had that song for a while. You had that demo for a while that you were listening to before you actually decided to cut it. Now, did her singing it and her having that reaction to it uh, come into the decision at all when you finally decided to cut it?
1: Yeah, definitely. She was, I mean, if, if a song like that can, can catch that young, um, of, of ears, um, I'm like, okay, she, she already knows it. She knows every word. I'm like, okay, this, this kind of helps me out a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, cause I was sitting on it for a while and, um, I, I love the song so much. And then she just always wanted to hear it and requested it all the time. I'm like, Okay. I think this is giving me the green light.
0: <laughs> and now those years spent in your bedroom singing along to other people, mm-hmm. has that helped you in your career in being able to decide which outside songs you want to cut and making that process a little easier of being able to show emotion within the song, even when it's not yours?
1: Yeah, uh, most definitely. I, always sang to other artists. Um, I, you know, it was funny because I rarely sang to instrumental tracks. I always sang to whoever I was into, like Carrie Underwood, um, the Mariah Carey's, the Kelly Clarkson's, like all the big vocalists. I was always challenging myself. And um, right. I was just, I was almost like mimicking them. And it kind of, it taught me a lot really. And I was never I never was in a lot of like voice lessons or, or like the theaters and the choirs and all that stuff. So that was kind of my, my teacher. And I just kind of, I, I sat with it in my room for hours and hours and hours and just listening how the artists do it and, and singing along with them and hitting those notes with them and all that stuff. It, I, I really think it did a lot. And it, 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 I, learned a lot. And so, um, I definitely think it it has a huge part in the, some of the things I do now and, um, picking songs and the melodies and, um, like Ariana Grande is a huge inspiration for me as well, just her vocals. And just, I, I do, I still do the same thing. I still do it. I listen to songs in my car and I try to, you know, do what they do. And I'm like, you know, this is fun. I'm, I'm kind of teaching myself how to do a run or like, Just do challenging things, and so yeah, it definitely carries over into a lot of my creativity now,
0: for sure. And on the on the performance side, you talked about being a shy kid, not being able to have people face you, but then like a year or two after you won the Voice, like you say, Brad Paisley's your first tour. You were out on tour with Thomas Rhett, Miranda Lambert, like all these huge artists in front of huge crowds. So how how did you? do that? What was it like to create this performance side of you to be able to jump in front of these audiences only a year removed from singing in your bedroom and not wanting anyone to hear you?
1: Yeah, it was it's a huge jump. And a lot of people say like, well, then how are you doing this? (laughs) Like, I don't believe that. And, um, you know, the voice, it was like, kind of like a music boot camp for me. It taught, it teaches you a lot. It's a really intense process. I feel like no matter how far you make it, it's just an experience in itself and what you have to do. And, you know, it, I mean, I got thrown into so many things that I'm like, I don't, I don't even know a thing about the music industry. I don't know how this whole reality TV show thing goes and um, singing show, whatever, and, and sitting down to do an interview even and talking with the cameras and the lights and everything. I was like, this is so new to me, but it forced me to be out of my comfort zone. I mean, repeatedly. So I just, I mean, a lot, I, I go back to that a lot because that really, it pushed me to the next level to get to, to that. And for, for me to actually go and do it. And it was crazy because when I would go out and perform and I'd be in front of the crowds and be in front of the stars and knowing that that camera, the whole world is watching. I mean, I didn't even, it's like this whole thing just fell off my back. As soon as I stepped on stage and I started singing, I just, I became this whole like alter ego almost, which is like the whole like Beyonce, Sasha Fierce thing. I'm like, that's real. (laughs) Um, because it's, I mean, my adrenaline, everything takes over and I'm thankful that it happens that way. Um, but yeah, like the voice had pushed me a lot. And then once I got on tour and what the more experience I got being on stage, going out every night, watching these big artists do their thing. I'm just like, I'm constantly taking notes and I'm taking mental pictures of what I should be doing and, and how I should, you know, be performing. So, I mean, till this day and on, I'm, that's, that's always going to be how it's how I'm learning. I'm constantly learning from the bigger artists and every time I go and do a show and, um, but yeah, it's, it's a weird (laughs) turnaround and I'm like, I don't even know how I did it. And, um, I just, you know, I remember somebody telling me in an interview, you just became better at being shy. And I'm like, I will forever say that. I, I, that's so true. Like my shyness is still there. And, and what's funny is when I'm in a smaller crowd and I can see everyone's face, I get more nervous. Right. If I'm in an arena with thousands of people and I can't really see their faces well. I'm less nervous. It's so weird.
0: (laughs) I actually hear that from a lot of artists who, yeah, Yeah. if they're in a small group, it's a nervous thing, but then put them on stage in front of, it doesn't matter how many people and they just turn on and love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a weird thing, but it's, it's real.
0: (laughs) And the learning and growing over the past two years, especially I've seen you post sort of about the mental health side of all of this and the career and how important is it for you along this journey and especially now to continue that growth and each and every day, even if just a tiny small step to always make sure it's in the right direction and in the forward direction.
1: Yeah, I, I'm always, you know, and social media is such a funny thing now and, and it's, it's a funny thing and then it's an amazing thing and it's just, it's all of the above really. Um, and for me to have the platform I do have and, and, know the following i have i'm like i have i sometimes forget i'm like i will i'm like oh i have to post and you know i don't really know what to post or you know it's that constant thought of of that and then the content side and then i'm i have to sit back sometimes and realize i'm like i have a really big voice i have an opportunity to have a really big voice and the messages I get from fans and I, and I do read a lot of those. I do read like DMS on my Instagram or, or Twitter or wherever I, I read these things that people send me and so many people struggle. And I'm like, I have the platform to, to help in a way. And I always hope for my music to, to be a leader for those type of people and for everybody. And, um, I, you know, I'm always, for me personally, um, I'm always trying to be honest and as real as possible. And I always promise myself, you know, if I'm going to be doing this, I'm going to be as real and authentic as I possibly can. And I want my fans or anybody, new fans, people to relate to me and know that, you know, we're all on the same page here at the end of the day. Like, I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with you know, I have my days where I, I don't feel so hot and I feel a little bit low mentally. And I, you know, I, I, I struggle uh, sometimes and I have gone to therapy and I'm looking into all of that even to this day. And so I'm constantly, you know, trying to figure out a, a way in my own words to, to post, you know, those quotes that get me by and hoping that, you know, other people are getting by, and then I do that through my music, and just you know, I try to be that that person and in, in real at the same time. I don't want to push myself out of you know who I really am just to to cater to others. I want to be my authentic self, so that can carry on to others. If that makes any sense at all,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Um,
1: Yeah. So I, I, am trying to, you know, do my daily routine, but also, you know, and I even ask my fans for, for advice. Like I do the little question thing on my story where I, it says, ask me a question. And I, I ask people, I'm like, I have a lot of migraines. Like, I don't know what to take. Like, do y'all have any recommendations? Or I kind of have a little bit of anxiety flying. Like, do y'all have any recommend? I mean, we go back and forth to help each other. So I feel like it's, It's a cool, it's cool thing. And I'm always trying to think of like the new thing to do.
0: (laughs) And you were thrown into this career so quickly. Did it take you some time to find the real you? Did you get lost within yourself for a couple of years off the beginning, just because of how quickly everything went?
1: Yeah, I, for sure. I mean, starting out at 16 years old. And when people think about when they're 16 years old, you're, I mean, that's a baby. You're still evolving mentally, physically. I mean, everything and to be thrown into a singing reality show where it's at the time, one of the biggest singing shows on television, it won an award for that. And it's like, I I don't even know what to think, but then being thrown into the industry and not knowing what to expect. Really. I didn't know anything about the industry. Um, It, I had to grow up really fast and that already takes, you know, a little bit of a, of a path of, okay, I need to reel my back, reel myself back in a little bit. And I put out an album, I toured and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm still, you know, 17, 18 years old. I'm, I should be going to prom and I should be going through college and all of these growths and I'm doing it in such a different way and in the public eye. And so you definitely get to a place where like, whoa, well, where, where, where am I right now? And yeah. you get very distracted um, with that lifestyle and this lifestyle. And um, there was a time in between my first record and my last record that it was a long time, like fans were like, where are you? When are you releasing an album? Where's the new music? And I was getting frustrated too, in my own way. And, but then my, here comes my mom <laughs> <laughs> doing what she does best. She's like, you know, really? And she talks about it to this day and it made me understand and appreciate it more. She's like, if you would have kept going like kind of the Justin Bieber route, If you would have just kept going and got bigger and bigger and bigger, would you have been able to handle it? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. And she's like that gap in between those years of not, you know, releasing music, not really touring kind of worked in your favor. That allowed you to sit back and be like, okay. Let's reel Danielle back in and <laughs> let's, you know, focus on her for a second and, and find out who she is. That's when I got into songwriting for the first time. That's when I dove into a lot of things and that helped me find out my voice and my music. And that's when I wrote my second record of really being honest. And that's when I found out that, you know, I'm an honest real artist. And that's what I want to be. I mean, it gave me the opportunity to really come back to myself. So yeah, there, you definitely can get lost and you, you need to be careful with that. And, um, that comes back to the whole mental thing too. Um, and starting out at such a young age and I do look up to Justin Bieber for that. Um, cause he's been through, I mean, way more than I have, but <laughs> it's just, it's, you know, it's a whole, it's a real thing for sure.
0: And those ups and downs, you had a quote on Instagram. It was shortly after you won The Voice, I think. And it said, life has a way of testing a person's will either by having nothing happen at all or by having everything happen at once. And so within this career, not only after you won The Voice, but is that a quote that kind of carries on because of the ups and downs of this career and releasing an album and yay, but then after the album there's a low does that kind of flow throughout this career?
1: yeah, absolutely um there is i mean the term of a roller coaster ride that is that is this that is this lifestyle and i and everyone deals with that in their own way um and that's what I always try to go back to is like even though I have this platform and I have these really, really high highs and really, really low lows, like there's not really sometimes an in-between, you know, every day my fans and people, they deal with that same exact roller coaster. They're not singing on stage. They're not performing, but their own life that they, that brings it, you know, into their own life as well. And so I try to, you know, put out quotes like that and, and everything that I'm like, okay, everyone deals with this on their own term and on their own in their own way. And um, yeah, but that definitely has carried into, to my everyday and just trying to stay sane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and
0: do you have the new single that you released in January? How exciting is it to kick off the new year with new music?
1: Oh, it's it's been really exciting. And and once I do land on music that I'm really genuinely excited about and I've been sitting on for a while and I just, you know, there's this it's a feeling of I mean, it's a feeling like no other really because you're you're nervous. It's it is nerve wracking. You're a little worried because you're like, I'm releasing this song baby to the <laughs> yeah. world and I hope everyone loves it, you know, and um, I'm also so excited. I'm so anxious and just, there's a lot going on and, and, um, a lot of excitement and I'm really excited for everyone to finally hear break my heart again. And it's very different than other songs that I've put out. It's, it's more, you know, on the RB pop side. Um, and I love singing everything. I grew up listening to everything. I'm um, not just one genre. So I, that, you know, brings into a lot of my music now. So um it's a it's a new route and I'm really excited about it. And um yeah, yeah, it's really cool.
0: And did I read that you were learning the piano yeah, over the last couple of years?
1: <laughs> I've I that's been a roller coaster too. I've you know I've really been heavily into it and I tell you know my management everything I really, really want to learn piano because that is you know, 90% of my music, it's right, all piano yeah. And I'm like, that'd be really nice if I just knew all of it. But there will be big gaps. Like right now, I'll be honest, I haven't really touched a piano in a minute. But um, it's I, I that's a definitely a goal of mine, for sure.
0: Right? Yeah. Because I saw that you had mentioned that you're always drawn towards the piano ballads. And so I was wondering if that's a goal to be able to play at least one of your songs on stage <laughs> at some point.
1: Yes, it is definitely a goal. And and like I said, majority of my songs are piano ballads. So I'm like, you know, that would help me out a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I should should probably do that.
0: (laughs) And your last album was four years ago. Now, I believe over the last four years, how have you seen the industry change in moving away from the album? Like at this point, you know, fans might say, "Well, we haven't seen seen an album from you." But is that partly because of the way the industry is going, and more focusing on singles and on EPs rather than albums?
1: Yeah, I definitely think it. Um, you know, being in the industry and just kind of seeing behind closed doors, and and also what everyone else is saying, it's a it's definitely been evolving and taking, you know, different turns every day it seems like. Um the streaming and the playlists and and all of that side of it has just I mean it has gone up so much and it's it's really kind of cool to see the new way of doing things and I feel like we're still in the middle of trying to figure it out. Um but yeah, it's a different way of doing things and then I see what fans are saying it's like you know, when's the next song coming out? And, and the whole, I mean, the album thing, a lot of people do ask me that, Um, but seeing other artists and what they're doing, it kind of mostly in the pop and, you know, rap industry, they, I mean, they are like popping out songs like every five minutes and it's, it's, it's a cool way of doing it. I mean, it keeps people, you know, entertained all the time. And, and it's, yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out, but it's uh, definitely a different way. And I'm trying to see what, you know, my audience gravitates to more as if, you know, if I'm going to be popping out singles like that or if I'm going to release an EP or if an album is what everyone is needing. So it's it's cool to see and kind of, um, you know, investigate a little bit. It's it's an interesting uh, turn in the industry right now. So it, it's pretty cool.
0: And you've been with big machine basically since the beginning, how important has that relationship been in working with a label that um, I believe from what I've heard are very artist friendly. They work with the artist and allow the artist to be who they are. And so how important has that relationship been for you?
1: Yeah. um, I feel like a record label is, I mean, that's everyone's goal. That's everyone's dream. And, you know, I'm very blessed to, you know, walk off the voice stage. And I walked off basically into big machines hands and being with them since day one, it's, it's really cool to know that I, (laughs) I have a spot there and, and they hopefully love me just as much. And, and that's the reason why I'm still there, you know? And so it's been a journey and they are, you know, they have definitely allowed me to have a bigger voice throughout the years and, and, you know, put my foot into my creativity a lot. And I know for some people that's, that's not the case. And I always, you know, um, if people ask me, what advice do you have for, for up and coming artists or anybody in the industry? It's like, to stick to your voice and make sure that no one leads you on the, on the wrong path of who you really are. That's so important. And so to have, you know, a team around you that promotes that as well is is really cool.
0: Thank you once again so much for joining us. And thank you to Danielle for stopping by and sharing her story. Be sure to check out her new single, Break My Heart Again, wherever you stream your music. Please also be sure to check out our website, countrymusicmademe.com. There you can listen to all of our episodes and you can also sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content straight to your inbox. Just head over to countrymusicmademe.com and hit that subscribe button. Thanks once again for listening and we'll see you next time on Country Music Made Me.